Talking with Topher, episode 21. And if you're a first-time listener, remember to hit the subscribe button. If you enjoy the videos, hit the thumbs up. And as always, I appreciate everybody. So, it is Wednesday, uh, August 26th. And it's a nice, cool day out there. The weather's changed a little bit, gotten a little bit cooler. Um, but it's pretty interesting because, to me, because it always seems to cool off faster around here than it does to warm up. Um, but uh, we've been realizing that a lot of the troubles that I have in life, like, not really troubles, but like my anger. My anger troubles me. Uh, maybe that's a better way to put it. So I've always had anger issues. I've always exploded over small things, large things. Didn't really matter. If things didn't go my way, I would blow up, scream, yell, all these things. But as I got older and as I continued drinking and I was drinking at the time and all those things were going on it was magnified I guess I could say so what I mean by that is is that I remember that when I was drinking and I would get upset or I would get angry it would become something even bigger um blown out of proportion, um, unnecessary, um, just, just the way it went down. It was just always explosive. Um, you know, nowadays it still happens, but it's very minute and I'll get, I'll get to that. But when I was drinking, it was so intense. Everything made me angry. And this is, Not a great example, um, but it's an example of one time that my anger hurt me. And usually when I was drunk or if I got angry, uh, the only person that would ever get hurt would be myself. And it wasn't intentional. I wasn't like trying to hurt myself. But in the end, I would always end up hurt. Whether it would be, like, here's a one. I was drinking very heavily. We just got my dog. So this is probably about six and a half years ago. He's a puppy. I have a plant on a table. The plant is reachable. If he puts his paws on the table, he can reach it. Well, never having my own dog, not thinking of it. I thought the plant was safe. The plant is actually my wife's grand grandmother's. Yeah. So this plant is older than I am. So I really, she had passed and I really wanted to keep the plant, get it to grow and, you know, keep it for her memory. Um, so it was very sentimental to both of us. More to me, I guess, than her. And I think it was because I put all the work into bringing the plant back to life. Um, 
But so my dog does what a dog does, gets up on the table and chews the plant. Like, I mean, it only had like five leaves poking out and there was like a leaf poking out and then a bunch of stubs. So he completely like chewed it down. So I got really, really mad. I screamed, I yelled, and then I wanted to, I I wanted to, I wanted to hurt the dog. And mind you, I'm drinking. This probably happened in the afternoon. And I was probably, uh, most of the time by the afternoon, especially on a day off or something, I'm already drunk, if not getting there. Um, So when this happened, it became a giant deal. It was a giant thing. I freaked out. I grabbed the dog. And then I proceeded to punch my floor. And I punched my kitchen floor twice. And gave myself what they call a boxing fracture. And because of this... um, I did not go to the doctors because I had hurt myself while I was drinking. So I felt like it didn't, I didn't need to go to the doctor because I knew it was wrong. You know, I, 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 but I didn't know I had fractured my hand. I mean, it swelled up giant. I couldn't use my pinky for weeks. I really should have been in a cast or a sling with a, thing over the pinky finger that they do for boxing fractures they actually have a way of putting your hand into something and then you sling it and you're not supposed to use it for weeks and then that helps it heal well i didn't do that i just let this thing heal on its own and now my hand is all fucked up from it and this is what i mean by when i hurt myself it's, it's never intentional. It's always something like that. Uh, another time when I was younger, I was thought I was the shit. Had a couple knives with me. One of them had like a saw blade on it. We're walking up and down the, the, we're walking down the neighborhood. And for some reason, I decide it's a good idea to go onto this person's property and cut down their little pine tree that's out front. And... As I'm doing this, I'm slashing at the tree, slashing at it. So you can only assume what happened. I, I went to go hit the tree, missed the tree, and slashed open my calf. So th- this is only two examples. I have hurt myself a thousand times uh, while drinking, doing something completely stupid. Um, so... And I've been thinking about my anger issues and I was flipping through a lot of my documents and stuff and I got all these certificates for going to anger management classes and all this other stupid shit that I had to do for court uh, because of me drinking and then blowing up, say on the cops or whoever, um, I had to go to anger management classes to learn how to control my anger And I will tell you, I still have a hard time controlling my anger. It has gotten a lot better since I've gotten sober. But 
it's still a hard, hard challenge for me. It's just one of those things, and I've, I've, I thought it was gonna go away when I stopped drinking. I figured, you know, I was only angry and irritable because I was continuously putting myself in a fog, and I didn't know what was going on. So I would get upset, and I get angry, and things would bother me. But being sober, I figured that would go away. But guess what? It doesn't. It's just something like everything that you have to live with and deal with and maintain and try to control. And a lot of the ways that uh, my anger was subsided uh, was, you know, going to jujitsu class, being able to do full randori, which is when you actually have a match. So you're actually trying to choke each other out and you're going 100%. And that would tire me out so bad. And it's also one of those things where like your day is not going to get that hard. You know what I mean? You're not going to have a 250-pound guy trying to choke you out, um, hopefully, when you're out shopping or you know going home and hanging out for the day or if you got to go to work. Um, so that kind of just exhausted that from me. And... Since we've been doing, um, you know, the home stuff and the the Zoom classes, and now we've gotten back in. We went from dummies to actually being able to team up, and we're doing uh, specific cha- training. Which specific training means you are trying a technique that they showed you in class, but you're trying it a hundred percent against somebody else. Um, but you're only getting to a certain spot. So um, so it, it's very spe- it, that's why they call it specific training because you're going to start in this one position and if you get to this position, you win. If you get to this position, he wins. And then that's it. And you don't go any further than that. So it's it, it's a it's it, it's it's really intense cuz you are going 100% at that time, but it's still not as intense as full randori. But But it's it's it was it's a way to help exhaust that anger and that buildup um, that I have inside me. I've noticed that I've been yelling at people on the road lately. You know, when they have their left blinker on and they're taking a fucking right, and you know they almost clip you because of it. And it's just and and I've been finding myself kind of kind of yelling at them a little bit. And I'm like, why am I yelling at them? And I just. I feel like even though I'm I'm running and I'm doing these things, there's still a little bit that's left in there that I'm not getting out fully, and I gotta I gotta help uh, figure out how to burn that out um, with uh, with Randori not being an option. But it's just the anger is I don't know. I've been finding it easier to deal with now that I've been keeping a focus on it. Where before I thought it was part of my drinking, so when I got over the drinking, I figured I'd get over the anger, but that's very untrue. And then I figured once I got through all the the depression and all the crap I went through and the pills I was on, I figured once I got rid of those, it would get rid of it, but it, it didn't. It, nothing's gotten rid of it, but it has gone down like 70%. And I find myself... You know, still yelling about things and getting upset about stupid shit. Um, but I find myself 
collecting myself and um you know uh also um try not to go on too long about something that upsets me because I have this way that where something upsets me I'll literally repeat it like 35 times and it drives my wife crazy because she got it the first time and I'm just so worked up that I can't not say it over and over again and again these are things that I'm I'm working on and as I get further and further uh down the road and uh away from alcohol and I've been finding it easier to now turn my focus onto my anger and and work that and focus on that when I get angry I I focus on what I'm getting angry at and I'm trying to figure out what would make it easier for me to not be angry you know what I mean so I'm looking at it from a different perspective but it's just one of those things that's that's in in my my shit house that I have to still clean out and I'm just working on it little by little now that I'm realizing that it it wasn't connected to drinking it was magnified by it so it's always been there it's just nothing I've physically thought of until recently I mean I got I got I I got really upset about something. I think it was a couple weeks ago. Something really made me upset and I blew up about it and I went for a run and I thought about it and I realized the anger that I was still holding is just something that I don't um I don't want anymore. I don't want it. I don't want to be this way. And now I have to focus on getting rid of that. So again, like like everything, you, you work on everything in pieces. Everything's a piece. And once you feel comfortable with the piece that you've completed, mine being not drinking. So uh, September will be four years for me. And I feel like I'm far enough away from it um, now where it doesn't bother me um, to be around it to an extent. Um, It also, uh, like, I'm not, like, staring at it at a grocery store anymore like I used to. Um, You know, it always seemed like that aisle was so highlighted. And now it just seems to blend in with the rest of the store. Um, so it's just one of those things where you kind of, I've gotten to the point where I'm comfortable and I don't think about alcohol the same way as I used to. I don't see those, those bottles and go, oh, that's something I need. Um, so all those things coming together makes it easier for me to now work on my anger and I've just been... Like I went to my grandmother's, saw her for the first time uh, since shit, February. So it was really nice to see her. Uh, we had a really good time. Uh, we in, we showed her how DoorDash worked, 
And it like it was so funny because she was on the phone with her friend and she's talking about it to her friend and she's like, I have no idea what we're doing right now. Uh somebody's supposedly coming here and dropping off food and it just kind of blew her mind. And that was just really fun. I mean, she's ninety two. She doesn't have a computer. She uh actually I tried to use her TV and set up something, but we had no Wi-Fi and my computer needed an update. And without the Wi-Fi, I couldn't do the update, so I couldn't hotspot it. So Nicole ended up putting it on her phone and uh, she watched it uh, on, on a phone instead of the big TV. But then I forgot to switch the setting back. So then I get a phone call at 7, 8 o'clock at night. And she's trying to figure out how to change the input on her TV. So I'm trying to help her do that. And, you know, she can't see very well. The writing on the remote's really small. So it took almost 40 minutes to change the input on the television so that she could watch her TV. So, you know, it, it really it was really fun to show her uh, how that worked and you know, get her a, a a meal that she actually wanted, and it was just a really good time. And when I was dealing with that internet issue, I was getting so angry, and I just realized at that moment that it's really not that upsetting. It's okay. Just because I couldn't get it to work doesn't mean it doesn't work. I mean, I ended up getting it home. And it had to do a full update on something. And the something that it needed to update was part of the internet access problem. And then because of that, the firewalls were up and they were set incorrectly. So it was really simple to fix. It was just that I wasn't prepared for that. So that made me angry and upset. But I dealt with it probably the best that I've ever dealt with it. And I just kind of shut the computer, bagged everything up and let let my wife take over and play it on her uh, play it on her phone and my grandmother was happy with that so i was putting a little bit too much work into it anyways but it's taken a long time to do these things and i think that's one of the one of the biggest points i can make is that none of this stuff happens overnight i've been I've taken at least five or six anger management classes. Uh, I've done all kinds of stupid shit. I've hurt myself hundreds of times. And it's all because of my drinking and my anger issues. And now that we're kind of past the drinking issues, now I really got to focus on my anger issues. And I got to find my... I can't get upset, you know? If I'm in the middle of doing something and something is not going right, I got to walk away. And I've been trying to do that a lot. Because if I stay and I get angry, then I'm just going to break something. And if I break something, I either have to replace or fix it. So what the hell's the point of that? I don't see a point in it at all. And these are all things that I've had to do. Over the course of my entire life, I would get angry. I put a hole in the wall. You know, I get angry. I smash the thing I'm angry at. And it's just this, it's been this repetitive thing 
where something always gets broken when I get angry, but then I have to either replace it or fix it. So in the end, again, the only person I'm really hurting is myself. Unless, of course, you're yelling at somebody, maybe, and, and I've, I've done this thousands of times, many arguments, and used the worst words you could ever use. And it would, I would never physically hit someone, but words can hurt more than physical pain. So just because you don't hit the person doesn't mean you're not physically you're not physically abusing them by using words that hurt them as well. And that is another reason why I need to cool down, walk away, take care of my anger before I even have a conversation sometimes because you don't want to say something that you regret which I have done way too many times um, and it's just not healthy you know I used to think yelling and screaming was healthy because that's how we grew up you know my dad was a yeller and we yelled and that was just the way things got communicated around the house you know, I was over there, I was over at my parents' house a couple nights ago, and I caught myself doing it again, but we weren't yelling at each other in a bad way, but I do the exact same thing when I'm getting excited. If I'm getting excited about something, all of a sudden, I am like 20 decibels higher, the whole neighborhood can hear me, and I'm not sure <laughs> why, but... We were doing that. Like my mom was getting excited, my dad, and we're we're yelling at each other, and it's just. I thought about it on the way home. I was like, "Why were we yelling at each other?" And it was just because we were excited, and it, it's just the way we communicate. So it's been a very normal thing in my household, my family, where it's not normal for my wife. So when I used to communicate with yelling. She would do the opposite. She would shut down. She couldn't continue the conversation. And I could not understand that for the longest time. And I do understand it now. It's, it's not a real proper way of communicating, first off. And second off, a lot of people take it as being yelled at. Or, you know, you're taking it as a directive instead of it just being a general. So you, so, and that's because of the tone. So because of the tone, changes everything. And it can turn an exciting conversation into a yelling at you type of conversation. And these are all things that I'm working on. This is what I do. I do everything I can to better myself in any way possible because I personally have been a very I've been a I've been a rotten human being to a lot of people for a long time. And I have to get myself 
to a better spot and be a better person so that the people around me today, you know, it's just so the people around me today, I guess, don't leave. You know, I've pushed so many people away that I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to push anybody away. I don't want to make anybody upset anymore. And I realized that it was just my own uh, my own shit that I was putting on all these other people. And it's just taken a very long time to get there. Very long time. And it's just nice to actually see some progress. And, you know, every time I see some progress, I'm like, yes, I did it. I did it. But then some days I lose it and I'm not hitting things and I'm not breaking things anymore, but I still yell. But now I just try to make sure that I'm yelling at whatever's going on. I'm not holding on to that and then walking into the house and blowing up on my wife because I did something you know, something broke or something didn't go right or, you know, so I tend to try and take it out in that one little spot. If I'm blowing up right there and then, then let's just blow up right here and keep this little bomb contained and not bring it into the house. Get it out and then you can talk about it in the house. So it's 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 all these little things. And I know I talk about this uh, all the time, but it, it for me it's extremely true. It's extremely true. Everything in little doses. I am doing this podcast in little doses. I take care of my drinking in little doses. I take care of my anger in little doses because it's more manageable for me. I do not like having too many things at once to work on in general but I feel like these specific things you can't just mash them all together they have to be done not really separately but over time like I said when I quit drinking my anger went down when I stopped taking all my meds and finally got my body right and got my mind right and I did all those exercises and I'm not talking physical exercises I'm talking about the exercises with the therapist changing the medication it was I think it took me almost a year to walk off my meds but with the proper work and the proper doctor and everything just doing it the 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 way that you should and taking my time with it, it made my results today better, I think. And as I got off those meds, my anger went down. And it was like the clearer I made my mind, the calmer I got. And today is nothing like I was four years ago. And four years ago, was nothing like I was eight years ago. So 
I guess it is true over time as you get older, you do tone down. You know, I'm not like I would I would go to the clubs all the time. Do stuff, crazy stuff. I wouldn't even think twice. I would never do anything like I used to do. All the crazy shit I used to do on bikes and skateboards and all this shit, I would never do that today. And they say that's what comes with age. You get a little bit more cautious, you worry about things, and it's true. Like, I think about doing something before I do it because I'm like, I'll run through a couple scenarios and I'm like, am I going to hurt myself if I do this? And then I'm like, if I do hurt myself, how badly could it get? And if it's not to the point where I could like really, really hurt myself, I'll do it. But if it's like, oh yeah, I could, you know, get on this bike and, you know, do this, do that. I'm going to think a little bit. I'm going to think twice about it. Are you looking for a new vape shop? I got one for you. It's called New Hampshire Vape Gallery, and it's located at 180 Lafayette Road in Seabrook, New Hampshire, in between Home Depot and Smoke Rings. That's right. You sick of going to these gas stations? Are you tired of going to these hole-in-the-wall vape shops? Well, I got news for you. We're nothing like that. We have everything, floor-to-ceiling, nothing but vape. You need disposables? I've got all the newest ones in stock. These things are amazing. I love them. Allows me to do yard work easily. No worrying about breaking my big vaporizer or uh, anything like that. I just put this in my pocket and I go. And I don't have to worry about it. Super simple. Quick to eat, quick and easy to use. And they are just awesome. So we've got those. They're affordable. And then we also have all the vapes that you're looking for. All the batteries, accessories, and so on and so forth. We've also got vape juices so many to choose from mentholated non-mentholated uh high nicotine low nicotine and we have just got it all so come on down new hampshire vape gallery located seabrook new hampshire 180 lafayette road and it's in between home depot and smoke rings we're open seven days a week from 10 30 to 8 p.m feel free to give us a call anytime at 603-814-4171 I look forward to seeing you. I've told you a bunch of times before, I use one of the best hand sanitizers I've ever used. And during these COVID-19 times, you need a good hand sanitizer. And now I'm going to show you how well it works for me. Hey, everybody. I am just leaving the gas station, and I wanted to remind you about NaturalBossNH.com. See you right here. That's right. Just got gas. I gotta spray it on my hands. And here we go. Nice and smooth, no stickiness, and ready for the road. So, again, go to naturalbossnh.com and get your hand sanitizer today. That's N A T U R A L B O S S N H.com. Especially after mountain biking a couple years ago and I wrecked my ankle and that was my own stupidity you know I I fucking wasn't paying attention and there was all kinds of stuff telling you don't go here and I went there and that was it and I fucked up my ankle and it was ruined for like a year and now now I'm like ah I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that again I'm like I'm good and and it 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 upsets me because that's what people do with jujitsu and I'm doing the same thing with the mountain biking. I'm putting it off, you know. Well, one, corona, 
Two, I really didn't want to injure myself and I couldn't last year. And then, you know what I mean? So there's other reasons why, um, you know, money is always a factor. But I'm doing the same thing that other people do with jujitsu. They go to jujitsu, they're white belts, and they're rolling in class. And they're rolling. when we could live roll, you, you'd roll around with someone with a higher belt. And someone with a higher belt, like a blue belt, well, a blue belt is, you know, Definitely a step up from the white. But you're still, I'll be honest, I, I'm still kind of in that 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 deer in headlights scenario. So sometimes when you're going with a blue belt, they're just seeing things connecting for the first time. And white belts don't know any better. Blue belts, we, we know a pretty good amount. I'm not going to lie. But... When I was first a blue belt, I was still getting used to being a white belt. So I would still do things and have no idea what I'm doing. And if you did that to a white belt and they got injured, but not not really bad. Like my arm's been fucked up a few times and a bunch of other stuff. But they would get hurt and they'd be like, oh, I'm not going back to that. That was crazy. You know, I am not going to hurt myself and then I'm going to be out of work. And that's exactly what I did with the mountain biking when I hurt my ankle. I was like, I am not doing that again because I don't want to be out of jujitsu or work. So I think I'm going to work on that fear, you know. So that's another thing for me to work on. There's always something to work on. If you, I don't think you could ever say that like, I'm 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 good. Like I don't need any work, you know. I've always I've heard this and I really like it and I repeat it. If you're not learning, you're dead. And I believe that 100%. You have to keep learning, you have to keep moving forward, and you have to keep changing. If you are the same person 20 years later, five let's rewind that. 5 years later, if you are the same exact person you were five years ago, things need to change. They need to change because that means you're not going anywhere. You're not doing anything and you want to be doing things. You want to be moving forward. That's, that keeps us healthy. That keep, well, it doesn't keep us healthy. I apologize. It keeps us, it keeps us alive. If we're not moving and we're not learning, we're dead. So, make sure you're moving in a forward direction. Make sure you're moving. Make sure you're learning. If you want to learn something, do it. You still got time. We're still kind of locked down. There's a lot of people without jobs right now. So, if you're looking for something to do, learn something. There's all kinds of ways to learn something today. And it doesn't matter if it doesn't seem like it's something important. But if it's new to you and you're enjoying it, then do it. You know? I really do believe that. I really do. And this is the this is why I'm doing what I do. I get up, I run, I go to jujitsu on the days that I can, I go to work, and I'm always doing something new. 
I'm, I'm always trying to figure something else out and I always get dealt with issues that I have to figure out so I have to constantly learn something new. You know, trying to refinance my house and I just found out I needed uh, a cover letter and so I had to figure out how to make a cover letter because I don't, I don't make cover letters. I don't fucking know. And so I had to do this and I did it. And now I know how to make a cover letter. It's probably something that most people know how to do today, but I'll be honest with you. I'm a, I'm still a little old school. If I'm writing out a letter, I'm not typing it up on the computer with a header. I'm writing it out on a piece of paper and I'm signing it in cursive, which I think people learn today, but I don't know. I don't even know if you you get if younger generation gets taught cursive today, but yeah. You sign the damn piece of paper, you fold it up and stick a stamp on it, and then you write your name and address on it, and you send it to them. So I do, in my mind, a lot of the stuff that I do is still kind of old. Like when I first started working for the vape shop, I was like, hey, send us your catalog. And they're like, send you the email link? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm used to doing things through books and writing shit down and I it's taken me the last four years to realize we don't do this stuff anymore so it was just funny and it's just one of those things it's just it's another thing that I had to learn though I had to learn how to do a cover letter might be silly but guess what I know how to do it now pretty good you know so keep thinking keep moving and don't get stagnant don't sit still. Don't let anybody tell you you can't. You might not be able to do it. But God damn it, try. Try. You're not going to really know until you try. So if you're not trying, you're not doing. And if you're not doing, then I don't know. I don't know. That's what I've been working on the last three weeks is just trying to get this under control. Put more of a focus on my anger to help get rid of it. Diet down. I don't need to get so upset about something that doesn't work. There's always a way to figure it out, especially with the technology today. Running in this neighborhood with headphones, I think, would get you killed. I run with no headphones and I've talked to a bunch of people now and everybody likes to put on the headphones. They like to get lost in the music um, and it sounds intriguing. But I like to use, and I, I granted it's only a 10 minute run, it's only a mile and a half in the morning. So I like to use it to unplug and I like to use it to actually think, which a lot of people use running to do the opposite. I found out. So I guess, again, a little weird in certain things that I do. But this is the second or third time that I have almost been hit by a fucking car running a stop sign. And I am just so grateful that I don't wear headphones. And then I didn't get into that habit. And then I used my running experience to unplug from technology and get away from it now i know everybody's got those whoops and 
Uh, I want the Aura Ring personally um, because I don't like having things strapped to me. I I hate watches now. It's weird. I don't like jewelry or watches anymore. Um, but I would get the Aura Ring um, because it's you know simplistic and small, and if I needed to, I could throw some tape over it before jujitsu class, so it wouldn't be like too bad. Um, but I've always wanted to track my stuff, but I, I really like running without anything. I feel like I get more in tuned with myself and I don't need the technology so much, but we all know that the technology helps. I mean, the numbers, the facts showing you your cool down, your warm up, your stress time and when you should go to sleep and stuff, that stuff I can't do that. I mean, I, I just tell my body, we get up at 6, we go to bed at midnight. That's it. That's it. That's what we do. This is what you eat. We're done. You know, I don't have anything else telling me that like, no, 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 you should probably go to sleep now. Um, but so it saved my life. And I just, I don't even know why I'm really, I don't even know why I'm really touching on this right now, but it just, I was, I was Listening to a lot of people, I wanted to put headphones on and I wanted to do that. And I was thinking about it. And I was like, man, I don't know. And then I was like, no, 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 I don't, I don't have a pocket for my phone. So I was like, ah, fuck it. I'll just leave it in the house. And I went running. And this SOB, full car length, passed the stop sign before he stopped. I had to jump in front of, well, jump around him in a sense, because I was expecting him to stop, you know, because I I do, I slow down my pace a little bit just before the stop signs, and I try to, I, I look left and I look right, I saw him coming, but I saw that I had enough time to run the walk, and he would stop, but no, no, he decided to put on the brakes way too late. Full car length past the stop. Almost took me out. And, you know, I was talking to my friend about this. And he lives in a, little, a nicer neighborhood. And he's like, oh, no, I don't have to worry about that too much. Certain areas he has to worry about it. Or if he's biking or something, then it's, it changes the game. But when he runs... He doesn't really have to worry about that too much around around his neighborhood. And I was like, man, it is friggin' crazy around here. And I am just so thankful that I decided not to um not to wear headphones. And I'm gonna as long as I'm running around this neighborhood and I don't think I'm gonna go running anywhere else because I'm not driving somewhere to go run. So I'm just gonna run here and as my uh, time goes on, and hopefully after my surgery, when I can physically breathe again, um, you know, I'll get my endurance back up, and hopefully I'll be able to extend my run. Because I really truly believe that once I can get my breathing pattern down, I feel like I should be able to go further than a mile and a half. Um, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna prove myself right. I I believe I can. So. And that's just one of those things. I'm not going to know until I try it. You know what I mean? So I'm going to try it. And then if I can't, well, then I tried. So that's what I'm telling you guys. Everybody needs to do that. 
If there's something you want to do, don't let anybody tell you you can't do it. Just go do it. Do it. And see if you can. See if you can. So, on a lighter note, I was watching uh, a podcast like I always do. And because uh, I watch, that's all I watch. I, I really gave up on TV. Um, but there was this dirt bike thing. Now, I don't know if I technically can show you this because it's his Instagram. So I don't, but I think I'm too tiny. I think I'm a little too tiny for YouTube to care. So I'm going to give it a shot. I pulled it up on my Instagram and I thought it was really cool. So I wanted you to see it, and that's one of the benefits of the way I have this little setup here. Obviously, I'm gonna. Uh, it'll be different one, but here it is, and it, I'm hoping you can see it because I was trying to zoom in earlier, and it it really doesn't let me. But I thought this was really cool, and it's it's Ethan underscore Nell. And uh, this is this is crazy. I saw this the other day, and it gave me fucking goosebumps. This guy is on a mountain bike. Check this out. So insane backflip off the top of a mountain. Yes. And you know that that yes meant thank God he did not crash. So, I thought that was intense. Uh, I got goosebumps watching it. So, I wanted to show that to you. Um, and I also wanted to just thank everybody uh, who subscribes and listens. And I appreciate everyone. I don't think I can say this enough. Um, I'm not a comedian. I'm... I'm a nobody. I'm just a person trying to make it through this life the best I can. Um, do the best that I can now. Um, and here on out. And I wanted to just show my appreciation. This is my anchor uh, uh, stuff. So this is my audio, my audio podcast uh, tracking only. And I thought this was... So cool. I have people, according to Anchor, now this is not me, but it's it's the stats. I got people in Germany, South Africa, Mexico, Ireland, and the United States listening to this. I am blown away. This is incredible, and I want to thank all of you. From the bottom of my heart. I, re- I really, really do. I, I don't know how else to express it or to say it. Um, but I'm just going to keep saying it. So thank you everybody for all of this. Um, you really, I mean, you really, really do uh, make this worthwhile. And uh, you make me, you, you just, you, you motivate me to keep this going. And, um, so again, I thank everybody. And if you're a first time listener, hit the subscribe. If you enjoyed the video, hit the like button. 
And as always, I hope everybody has a great rest of their week. And I'll talk to you later. Later.